0: Hey, audio listeners, if you're checking out the show, we're going to actually play you our immediate reaction to the Bungie Activision news and then go into the full episode. Here it is. Bungie and Activision have decided to separate and Bungie will retain the rights to destiny going forward. This is big, big news. I don't think I've heard of this happening very often, maybe with the Hitman franchise, but Immediate reactions, I think this is going to be good for the future of Destiny. How do you feel about this as a whole concept?
1: It's still very, we just heard about it literally about five minutes ago. We saw it on Twitter. Uh, I think there's a lot of questions. Number one, people have you know, questions for the franchise itself. Was it uh, Bungie or Activision, Activision initiated? I think, will we know those details in the immediate future 100%? probably we won't but for the franchise i think people will say it's a good thing uh and for the the game but we'll see how it plays out there's a lot of details here we need to sort out i've never been more excited about the future of destiny
0: knowing that bungie is going to be retaining the franchise steven what are your thoughts
2: Uh, this is huge like Bungie's, technically they're an indie dev now right (laughs) yes technically (laughs) for the size no but yeah Yeah, uh (laughs) well jason shrie reported that this has been in the works for years even before destiny 1 release so
3: well, that there were tensions. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that there were uh, rocky relationships. So this is crazy. Like, I wonder if the whole tenure thing is still in effect now and all well, that. Well,
3: definitely not, right?
2: According to Schrier, it
0: said uh, he tweeted at today's meeting announcing the news. Bungie staff cheered loudly, can't overemphasize how happy they are, not just to get away from Activision, but to have a game that they now own completely. Imagine a destiny free from Activision's restrictive annualized schedule. That was his most recent tweet. This is happening, like developing as we go on on the show here today. Sean, what's your reaction to this?
3: I mean, I have lots and lots of questions and mm-hmm, feelings yeah. about this, and I don't know that it's like it's obviously too early to like, render a verdict as to whether or not this is going to be good or bad. I think there's pros and cons on both sides. Yeah. I think that the definitive thing that we can all take away from this is that this seems to be a very mutual thing, right? Like on the bungee side, I think that they felt Activision was cramping their style in order yeah. it to be short yeah. and uh on the and on the activision side of things i think they didn't think bungie was doing enough or creating enough to make the money that they needed which was reported in their earnings call that destiny fell short so i think both parties in this had reason to split ways and they both found it in their best interest to split ways this is a huge piece of news though because as we were talking it's about industry-wide in yeah, yeah like the activision and bungie partnership in the beginning was seismic Uh, For the games industry, a 10-year franchise, like a huge, sprawling sort of universe, potentially over multiple console generations. Uh, That was, for Destiny fans, that was huge. For people, for games fans, that was huge. And to have these two parties now going their different ways, that's another seismic shift. And Ryan McCaffrey out there pointed, this is only, to our knowledge, happened once before. In 2007 with Bungie and Microsoft. So this is now oh, yeah. two yeah. major publishers mm-hmm. in the game space that Bungie has divorced themselves from. But in, that,
1: but in that situation, real quick, because the caveat is this is a partnership where before Microsoft actually owned Bungie. So it's a little bit different in that you know, they're not, in the sense, splitting like they were from Microsoft. The, the rules are a little bit different. Oh, I
3: I didn't know. Microsoft owned Bungie? Yeah. Microsoft owned Bungie. Bungie was first party as a Halo studio for Microsoft. This is a partnership. But in terms of Microsoft was still their publisher. Yes. And Activision is still Destiny's publisher. That's similar. Yeah.
0: So so are they going to retain publishing rights? I would assume so. It seems like that seems to be working. Activision did tweet, thank you, Guardians. It's been an honor and a privilege to help bring the world of Destiny to life for you Today we're announcing plans for Bungie to assume full publishing rights and responsibilities for the Destiny franchise. I guess I just answered my own question.
3: Yeah, so this <laughs> is interesting because this means like... One of my big questions is like, I have to imagine that the deal for Destiny 2 will exist until the end of Destiny 2, right? So I don't think we have to worry about Destiny 2 not being on the Blizzard launcher anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's an immediate issue. But it mm-hmm. definitely raises questions about future content that wasn't already... Uh, covered under the current deal so potential new expansions whatever we get for Destiny 3 obviously Mm -hmm. those could very much be on Steam it could be in the Epic Store if Bungie really wants to do the self-publish thing instead of partnering with an external publisher um, they could self-publish build their own platform Uh, I think that they'd be the first people to tell you that their community is strong enough and engaged enough to where they could potentially do that. But we might see this pop up. It could be anywhere, right? Like, didn't um, Epic just snagged uh, Ubisoft as a partnership? Yeah, Division
2: 2 is only on the Epic store. Like, what if and
3: Epic has money flowing out Every crevice of their body right now because of Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if they land Ubisoft as an exclusive partner and, to, 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 and for and the Destiny. division and then also Destiny? They're yeah. going to yeah. have that wow. whole market cornered. Like yeah. this is going to be such a shift in the like. I know people, especially in our audience, like to downplay Destiny's importance to the games industry. But this is a mega franchise. This has millions and millions of players, tons and uh, tons of eyes on it, a thriving community of content creators mm-hmm. and players and devs. What this franchise decides to do in the future with these newly retained rights from this split, like it's anyone's guess. It could be it's going to be a game changer. Yeah,
0: I I can't wait to see what they end up doing with Destiny 3. And that's one of my questions. What is going to happen with the franchise going forward? Are they going to make a Destiny 3? I would hope so. And what is going to happen with their distribution methods, like you brought up with the Epic Store? What other kind of things
1: are you guys curious about? Just general questions. I mean, I think overall, microtransactions. Everybody thinks that that... Is the
0: Eververse going away. Is
1: the Eververse going away? Now, I mean, the influence of just... We can A- only hope. Activision. Well, that's what I mean. Like, But when you look at how Epic has been monetizing Fortnite, you know... Could Bungie potentially make it free to play and have these other avenues in the back? Because I think before they were probably very difficult to do any of those decisions because they had to make money. Period. That was the objective. Now it's You're like right. I mean, they still they still will need to do that, but I think they'll be able to kind of explore it and take the losses as well as the successes like on their own merits. So.
2: Definitely, Steven, Any thoughts from you? I mean, if they make like it's tough for a game like Destiny to be a free to play game and buy cosmetics because you're grinding and you're looting for these cosmetics Mm -hmm. that's all part of the gameplay mechanic loop. so i don't know how you could kind of support the game with just like skins and stuff like that Mm -hmm. right man like i don't know like uh, my prediction is if they are i'm they're working on destiny 3 right Mm -hmm. that's gonna get delayed in Mm -hmm. my opinion they're gonna make it the way they want to make it I'm assuming they're going to keep the roadmap that they've already published. They have confirmed that. that, Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and then the big DLC that usually comes after uh, the the fall, like what is that going to be like? So it's, it's going to be huge. Let's talk about that for a second, because conceptually
0: they are no longer locked into that regular that annual pass, case, yeah. the cadence yeah. of House of Wolves and Dark Below and the other expansions that they've done throughout the years. They're no longer locked into that. It's their game. They can do whatever they want. I'm excited to see what happens.
3: Going yeah, it really it really comes down to what was included in the deal with Activision, right? Like we don't yeah. actually have like an end date for that. We assume all the stuff that's in the current annual pass is under the deal. And even whatever the next big September, fall, release would be would probably be under that deal everything within destiny 2 i think is fair game to say it's part of the activision deal right but after that destiny 3 for sure i don't think you'll see that on the blizzard launcher it may be on a different platform entirely might be self-published i do think you're right steven i think it'll be delayed I also want to point out that while a lot of us are expressing a positive sentiment, as creators ourselves, we fight for that idea that, like, liberate the creator, right? Mm-hmm. Like, give them creative freedom, and it'll result in a better game. I do believe that, but I want to point out to the audience, like, a level-headed person, I'm putting on my producer's hat here, mm-hmm. will recognize that this does have a drawback, right? Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. Created, you will gain, Bungie gains creative freedom and the ability to do and make. that on the money. Exactly. Yeah. They'll lose out on the money, which means yeah. the idea that we may have to temper expectations of this idea of getting regular, new, sizable content. Uh, I'm okay with
0: that. I didn't like the release schedule. I thought it forced them into this pigeonhole timeline yeah. that they were forced to keep because they would have to launch it due to the Activision deal. I think this frees them up to to make excellent content.
3: Right. But we may have to get that excellent content once a year <laughs>
0: at a slower cadence
3: yeah it's that's all really i'm pointing out i'm yeah. just saying and nowhere has that been confirmed but these are just the realities of content creation we yeah. have this on a much smaller scale as producers of video at ign mm-hmm. and a company like Bungie with with millions and millions of gamers and you know worldwide distribution faces a different challenge, right? But that is the trade-off, which is you gain creative liberty and power over your own game. The expense is that now you're funding it and you have to be a lot smarter and potentially a lot more focused with the amount of content you're creating and distributing.
0: I agree, let's wrap this up with one final thought. I just wanna know from everybody on the panel, is this good or is this bad for the game and the future of Destiny going forward? I'll start, I think it's it's gonna be excellent and I think Bungie's gonna have new challenges, but I think overall mm-hmm. we're gonna see an an improvement of the quality of life for the Destiny player base. And all those people who have been burned are probably going to have a renewed interest in what Bungie does going forward. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think it was interesting when you saw Bungie leave Microsoft way back when and actually get into the deal with Activision right away. I think this is what people wanted way back when. The fact that they're able to do it now, I think it'll be a good thing for the game overall moving forward. Sean? I think
3: anytime developers are able to Take control of their own IP and do it the way they want. I think that's a good thing, and in that regard, I'm excited for what the future brings. But I am also mostly cautiously optimistic because I recognize that there are a lot of drawbacks here without the support of a big publisher. So, uh, you know, I really hope that if if it's true that you know the Bungie devs were cheering when they heard this news uh, from you know the management there, then that's great. I think I'm really happy. I do want, I have a lot of questions. And yeah. the, the more this story develops, uh, I think we'll be able to add more perspective.
2: Definitely. Steven? Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. If anything, I think people who have a sour taste of uh, Bungie will give it a chance now. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe this is the reset the that
3: everyone was kind of yeah, looking for. It's it like
2: act, people hear Activision and Destiny, and they're like, oh, we're not playing that game. But now it's like, oh, it's maybe, maybe we'll try it out. Definitely.
0: That's what we think. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below, and Bungie will be watching and wishing you all the best from IGN. Good luck, you guys. Those were our immediate reactions. Thanks for listening to them. And now, here is the full episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny show. Today, there is big news. Activision and Bungie have split ways. Bungie will retain the rights to Destiny the franchise, going forward. But they're going to have to figure out what's going on with publishing. Their current timeline is all locked in. We're also going to discuss some reactions to the recent Niobe Labs puzzles. Joining me is CJ Gibson. What's up? Sean Finnegan. Chomp chomp. Steven Rue. What's up? I don't even know where to start. (laughs) I really don't. How about
3: at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, So
0: Bungie, Activision, they've separated ways. Uh, Bungie retains rights to the Destiny Mm. franchise. We did a reaction episode. It was about 10 minutes of... Different thoughts that were swirling around in our head. Overall, again, just to reiterate, CJ, this is a net positive, right?
1: I think that's the perception. I it's really weird. We said this yesterday. It is all fresh details. So we don't have any information besides speculation, which will be very rampantly. So besides what's public out there, um, yeah, I think for for I was talking a little bit about Bungie getting to that place before after they left Microsoft. And yes, I think it's gonna be seen as a positive, um, just from a creativity standpoint. Mm-hmm. Sean mentioned yesterday about being a producer. Yeah, when you're in the production world, you want to understand that it costs money to make things. But at the same time, your vision can be sacrificed or have just layers upon layers of feedback and approvals and all the rest of that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's probably what they were facing for years. And who knows when that started? So, yes, I think good thing for Destiny. But also, yeah, like other things could come up on the horizon. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Uh, there's, I'm actually
0: in development. Uh, I'm developing another feature about a lot of the challenges that they're going to face. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to stick with Battle.net for their PC distribution? Is questions. their Sony partnership going to continue? Phil Spencer seemed really happy about this. He's sweeping up companies <clears throat> left and right to try yep. and get exclusives for the Xbox platform.
1: And he's a big Destiny player as he, well. He's a
0: huge Destiny player. There's yep. tons of hours in. Uh, Sean, I, I do agree that this is overall a net positive. I'm very excited for Bungie regaining creative control. I can't wait to see what They do. What's your take?
3: I mean, I'm on your side. I'm on your guys' side here, too. I do think overall this is probably a good thing for Bungie. Like I said in the reaction video, anytime a developer can take greater control of their own IP and make the decisions creatively that they want to make, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I put on my producer's hat, a level headed perspective of this shows like, let's not pretend that Activision didn't offer Bungie things that are positive as well, right? Of course. Yeah. All of those. Yeah. All of those. Destiny events, playable demos like press, marketing, all that stuff. Mm, Accessibility yeah. is a huge yeah. thing. Activision has the ability to put Bungie's game and all of their games on every console across the world, uh, on every everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are problems that Bungie are going to have to solve on their own now without the support of a mega corporation with mm-hmm. tons and tons of dollars like Activision.
1: Yeah.
3: Now, is that a bad thing or a good thing? It's too hard to say right now, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. But now the onus is on Bungie to make sure that they get it right.
0: I think everyone's going to be watching them. It's going to be eagle eyes. They're like, what are you going to do? What's next for you guys? And the, yeah. they have the NetEase partnership. It seems like they're in development of a project there uh, based on just how they said they're going to be building new worlds
2: with that with that backing.
0: Steven, what's your take on the separation? I mean,
2: you guys already said everything I was going to say. Mm-hmm. It is an overall positive, but uh, let's be clear here. Just because they're getting a divorce doesn't mean Destiny's going to be the greatest game of all time now. Yeah, it wasn't Activision that brought that primary ammo or the primary weapon system, the two primaries, one heavy. It wasn't Activision that throttled that XP bar. You guys remember that? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there are things that Bungie and Activision have both done wrong, and now you can't blame Activision when something does go wrong. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting, but I do think because they're not restrained to Activision's content schedule, they will have more time to make better content. But like you said yesterday, we're going to see content droughts, I think.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that is a double-edged sword. I think, I mean, we've talked about this uh, at length with the Call of Duty franchise and even watching that uh, you know, lose their campaign. Because when you think about how campaigns are played, you, know, you do it once and then that's it. And Destiny as a game is really kind of not designed that way. Like if they design Destiny like, hey, you're just going to play it once and that is it. That is a bad business strategy and model. But... That needs to be factored into it as well, too, right? So we we know that probably that was an activision influence thing that Call of Duty got rid of the campaign, but we all really enjoy that for Destiny. So what does the next Destiny look like? Is Do
0: we really, though? Because you talk about campaign, and I think about story immediately. Have we really celebrated the story greatly, with the exception of Forsaken? I think Forsaken's probably one of their strongest storytelling moments, and they have great lore. Yeah. But... The campaign for Destiny 1, remember, they scrapped that like a year out because people didn't like it. They said people at Bungie, according to the Kotaku article, didn't like it in the state it was in when they showed it. So they redid the project from scratch a year out. That's nuts. And their development cycle has been so tight, which we'll get into in a minute. This really, really frees them up to explore new avenues of release cadence.
1: It does, but I think it also puts them in a uh, a similar predicament, or a difficult predicament as well. Like, think about Forsaken comes out, how long does it take content creators and or game players like us to actually chew through it?
0: I mean, are you talking about Niobe Labs? Because we'll get into well, that I mean, We'll talk Still about that Still not after. finished. Well,
1: there you go, but that's different. So, but if you think about like, you know, the buffet is what they're saying, you know, yeah. having it be available. You know, they make exceptional DLC drops. Like Forsaken Mm -hmm. is amazing, but let's not kid ourselves. That Mm -hmm. takes a long time to produce that amount of content, Mm -hmm. and it can get. Devoured very quickly. Like it's gonna like it'll be interesting to see, yeah, what they lean into and want to focus on as this goes goes along.
3: Yeah, I mentioned this is basically kind of a reset, and not in terms of like we need to come up with a new idea, like we're for a brand new game, but in terms of taking destiny forward, Bungie has a lot of philosophical decisions that they need to make, right? Like if it turns out that Activision was the type of company that influenced them to change their content drop strategy from $20 Twenty dollar DLCs like Curse of Osiris and War into weekly drip drop uh, drip fed content over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. We don't know that that's the case, but if it was, mm-hmm. then Bungie has to assess whether or not that strategy is working, or if they do need to go back to the twenty dollar DLCs, or if it is twice a year we get a ten to twelve hour big piece that are mm-hmm. you know that's more like Forsaken. Who's to say? And here's the thing: is I want to point out. The audience is always wrong in this situation. No one knows what we want, right? Right. When we got when we got a uh, big once a year content drops or twice a year, everyone was like, "This isn't enough," right? And then we get uh, DLCs like Curse of Osiris and Warframe. We're like, "These are crap." Yeah. And yeah. then we get once a week content. We're like, "This is like it's not enough," right? Like, yeah. So w- it's for all intents and purposes, Bungie's in a really tough spot here.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they proceed. What are some of the? Uh, positives that you would like to see come out of this Steven? Do you want them to totally scrap their release cadence? Do you want them to develop a new way of releasing content?
2: I mean so like the reason why I think they're drip feeding us content like that buffet line is because they realize the mini DLCs like Crystal Osiris and Warmind were not well recepted from the community and I feel like the reason why those DLCs feel so crappy compared to Forsaken is they had to push those out to Meet Activision's timeline, yeah, we think we, yeah, that's what we think well, the, what we're assuming
0: the annual pass was part of the agreement, right, <clears throat> the same thing with the eververse, the eververse was sort of a compromise based on my research in the last few days. the eververse yeah. was a compromise because they didn't want to continue to do d l c s they wanted to work on destiny two, so they went all in on destiny two to develop that product and develop the eververse to con- to allow uh the revenue share to be continuing to go forward,
2: yeah, and so like. What I'm predicting is they're going to have one big DLC like Forsaken, but mm-hmm. there's going to be more depth to it, more layers to it, things that will keep us grinding throughout the year. And then they have these events like Iron Banner, uh, Crimson Days, like mm-hmm. you know, like holiday events. And I think that's what they're going to lean into going from now on. And I think we will start seeing like it, it costs a lot of money to develop new like um new races and enemies and stuff like that but i think now that they have more time we could see more enemies and stuff like that here's less, wh- less reskins
0: yeah good point here's what i think they're going to do immediately they're delaying destiny 3 they're making sure that destiny whatever destiny 3 is and uh maybe it's maybe it's an evolution of destiny 2 where it becomes a content distribution platform as opposed to just these regular updates cuz they could they could work with that still Uh, but I just want to see them make a fantastic experience. I want a great story. I want excellent RPG mechanics, and I think they have a vision for what they want to do with the property. They know what the audience wants, Mm -hmm. and they're doing experiments with that sort of content. Niobe Labs, we'll get more into it later. I think it (laughs) missed the mark for the majority of the community. But they've learned a lesson there, and they tried something. And they want to give us those puzzles, those sort of, those sort of memorable yeah. moments.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. We, we'll get, <sighs> do you have a spot for us to talk about that after in the show? you want to do Naobi now? I mean, we could. No, I, I mean,
0: forgot.
3: we're still on
1: yeah. this. I mean, well, <laughs> okay. So let, let's talk about, is there any other details about this? Because, yeah, Naobi Labs, I think, factors in. And without mm-hmm. spending too much time with it, um, then I, I'll just say that I think that's what's interesting. is that, Do you feel that the community wanted more secrets and puzzles? Because often, and what's interesting about the Activision announcement is that I think what it proves is relationships are hard, whether or not it's developer, publisher, uh, developer, community, publisher, like however you want to sp- you know, break it down. It's very difficult. And just thinking about what they're going to do next, like I feel like this was like an answer to, hey, we want to have more secrets, mm-hmm. want to have more puzzles, want to have more of this. I don't think it, again, it was ill intended. No. But definitely it was probably not widely received as positive for the game but that is mm. see it's a very I, tricky I think that's spot. an
3: interesting perspective because i very much doubt that it was activision being like you can't do more puzzles like I, know, don't I don't Bungie, think so either i think i think activision is the boogeyman for a lot of people in the community they will, they take a look at destiny and the things that are flawed in it and they say this is activision's fault and i don't think that's necessarily true now you can totally see how a company like activision which is let's be real no one counts dollars better than activision yeah mm-hmm. uh I can totally see how that philosophy found its way into things like Eververse or the cadence of content over the yeah. course of a year. But as far as like preventing Bungie from really making the gameplay what it needs to be or the puzzles, I I, I find that to be a dubious claim. But that's where my head's at is like yeah. the long term sort of result of this, I foresee it being Bungie makes better content but probably less of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then two, I think that you'll, what that will result in is a smaller, but more engaged community that loves the game. And maybe you'll see a little bit less dissonance. Like instead of the co- the audience being really hot and cold like they are now, maybe you see it a lot more hot. You know,
0: you both make really good points about the, the content release. They're going to have to strike that balance, right? Because... Okay, maybe the content wasn't the greatest, but they did have a regular content cadence with their DLC packs. We kind of know something's coming in September, or yeah. it was. Yeah. And or, we have the annual pass. We know what's happening for until then, basically. Now that they have the franchise, they need to decide what their content release strategy is going to be like. Absolutely. And, and if there's huge content droughts, the content droughts could be worse. Yeah. And yeah. Here's because another, here's another they thing. They don't have that pressure. People
2: yeah. are saying, "Oh, this means that there's going to be no more Eververse." I think that's it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was they need say, money now. They don't have yeah. Activision's money. How are they going to exactly. make money? They're not going like, like if you take Eververse out, how are you going to make money? Yeah. Like how are you going to You get
0: your base sale and then you have no supplemental well, income afterwards exactly. except for Well, there could be like a yeah. like
2: they could lean toward like a world of Warcraft subscription fee. Like
3: that's on the table. That no, like
2: I I, mean, I you never not. know, though. No, like, I, I'm saying I'm saying,
0: yes, that's true. I yeah. would not like. So here's that. an interesting thing. Why not, though? Just because, like, I don't think it has. I don't know, man. It's just it's really <laughs> well, hard for well, me to articulate, to be honest, because like I just hear that for Destiny and I'm like, that scares me because I feel like that's going to make the community so small and like it's only going to be hardcore.
3: World of Warcraft has a subscription fee of 15 dollars a month and that was at one point like 13 million 15 million active players. Yeah, yeah. like I'm just I'm not arguing
0: to, about its like its ability to work.
3: Yeah, so I just think it's interesting that like immediately we're so against the idea of a subscription fee. Mm-hmm. My point is that without a publisher being involved and Bungie basically having Total free reign to do whatever they want in terms of how they publish the game. Every option's on the table. If yeah. I'm a Bungie executive, I'm looking very closely at every option and being like, okay, what's going to be best for mm. one, our studio and developers? What's going to make, yeah. what's going to give us the greatest opportunity to make the best game? But then two, I have to run a business here. Like, how are we going to make money? How and do we
0: pay everybody? How do we yeah. pay everyone? Yeah, like hundred million dollars is not. To Steven's go point,
3: hard. like we all say, like oh, like there's too many reskins. There's too many recycled missions. There's too many uh, the same. We're treading the same uh, public areas over and over again. We want new versions of that. Well, that stuff costs, right? Yeah. Now you ones, don't yeah. have the support of Activision. Yeah. You're going to have to figure out how to fund those costs on your own. There is a good chance that. Microtransactions are the easy and fast way to do that. Yeah. That said, I think Bungie knows no one wants that, yeah. and so I don't think that that'll happen.
0: Steven, we we really talked over you. I feel bad. Was there something else you wanted to say? Uh,
2: I forgot. No, I'm just, I think, <laughs> Like I think yeah. there will be more microtransactions. Maybe like not as random as you open a loot box and you have a chance at this. Maybe you can like buy the thing you want directly. But like, how how are they going to make money? So we actually mm-hmm. talked about that. How.
1: A game like Fortnite is very different than a game like Destiny because Destiny's fundamental core is the loot. Like it's the RNG the loot. Game yeah. for the RNG oh, they loot. could just sell them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Like they really I
2: don't think they'd ever do that. I'm joking. Yeah, no,
1: I know. That was a joke. I know. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah, I know you're joking. But but yeah. Steve and I because everybody I think is looking at the Fortnite model and going, Okay, how do we kind of have our own version of this? Or how do we maybe you know, pioneer off that, and again, four nights free. So right off the bat, that is a certain there's a certain incentive or connotation when you're just buying the game. But even now, disassociated with Activision, I feel that yeah, we jokingly said, and you see that oh, they're an indie dev, they're not an no, indie dev. No. Like they're well, small, but they now are their they are own. an indie dev. But that's what I mean, like within the context of what it is. So now I think that you know, if you bought Eververse items, and you know it's going right to Bungie rather than lining Mm -hmm. Activision. Yeah. Well, I've seen a lot of people say, I'm going to spend more money at Eververse now. So that, Mm -hmm. like, isn't that perception weird? Because a lot of times we don't factor in or you want to think that it's not a factor who the publisher and the developer and all that stuff are. But again, we've said this with Bioware and Anthem and EA and all this stuff. It, there's a perception, there's a psychology to it that I don't quite understand, mm-hmm. but it exists because you see people saying that in the comments. It was interesting to see people
0: jump onto that so quickly, and I'm yeah. like, y- Activision could still be getting a cut of the Eververse. We you we know. may never know. Um, so y- you don't know about that, mm-hmm. and like, what is Bungie hasn't done anything yet. There's a mm-hmm. joke on Reddit right now. It's been eight hours and there's still bugs in the game. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Bungie. Yeah, <laughs> like, good, I like, saw the thread. It's a good thread. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. funny. So he so. Yeah.
1: On that note, also, I hope people do remember this feeling because what's weird is to look on Twitter and all this stuff and now see, oh yay, congratulations, good job, good job, good job. Well, how long does that last for? And that it, to it me doesn't last long. And and guarantee. I think that's the reason why whenever I come on Fireteam Chat, people accuse me of being the shill is that as a producer, No, they accuse
3: me of being the shill. Well, and, we all get it. Well, there once, you go. <laughs> <depending> <laughs> the I,
1: I think when you're in the content creation space and when you when you understand that people are. Obviously, they want to get paid for their craft and their work, but when you're in a passion project sort of space that I believe gaming development is, I guarantee you a lot of this probably division was, like, goal and in, in alignment and in what you wanted mm-hmm. for, you know, financially, but also then, you know, just dedication and, like, teamwork and vision. Yeah. So uh, one so. of the tweets...
3: I believe it's from Deed. I'm not sure. It might have been the actual Bungie statement itself without saying explicitly that their self-publishing did lead everyone to believe that that's what they're going to be doing. Right. right? I forget the actual yeah, phrase and we the could look it there. up. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to ask you guys, what are, what do you think the chances are of them teaming up with another publisher? Or what do you guys think, maybe just wild predictions and speculations time, what is, if you're Bungie, what is the way forward here? The is it self-publishing? Is it finding a new publisher who better fits with what you're trying to do? Mm-hmm. Like, what are, you, what are you thinking here? The
0: smartest, most beneficial way for them to move forward would be to develop their own products similar to what Epic did where they can distribute their own games. I think that would be the smartest way for the PC platform. They can still di- distribute the PlayStation <clears> and Xbox. Like, they're going to get certified on those platforms, right? I, I think you move away from the exclusivity there. You have the product that people want to play, um, hopefully, they don't need supplemental income from some sort of content exclusivity anymore from Sony. Uh, my my answer would be, it's very unlikely, but that they build their own launcher and launch their game there for the PC platform. My, my preference is I really like what they did with Bnet. I think Bnet is really yeah. strong, and unfortunately, they lose the support of Vicarious Visions, who we haven't talked about yet. And High Moon. And High Moon, yeah. So how would they handle a PC port?
3: I mean, that's the thing that blows my mind is like, if again, I'm sitting here thinking if I'm a bungee executive and someone pitches me, you know what we should do? We should build our own platform. I'm like, dude, <laughs> do you know how hard that is? Like no. it took Valve. That's like, why I think it's unlikely. Yeah, it took Valve millions and millions of dollars and years and years to get Steam right. And then finally got it right now. It's amazing. Look but That's at, difficult. Look at You're Origin. Per- yeah. Look, at yeah. look at Origin. Look Origins at you crap. play. Yeah, yeah.
0: Origins. Like, like, remember when Origin launched? How bad it was. And today, it's like usable, sort of. Yeah, usable, EA, sort
3: of. Yeah.
2: EA is huge, and I mean, EA is huge. Oregon. Exactly.
3: Like mm. the amount of resources and money it would take to develop a platform for Bungie to self-publish, like its yeah. own platform. I think that's a tall order. I'm now like, through a third party platform, like a Steam or something, or Epic. Or Epic. We talked a little bit about this, but like Epic just signed. Division uh, Division 2, like an exclusive deal with Ubisoft. Yeah, If they did the same thing with Bungie, man, they would have a good chunk of these specific games where uh, long-term engagement is the goal for their audience under their banner, which is a Mm -hmm. great thing for them.
1: Yeah, That's a good point. Yeah, the speculation, I think, yeah, I've seen all these things online as well, too. I mean, I'll give them credit because I think that... You know, they probably, again, I said this before, they wanted to do this a long time ago when they first broke free. I think that from a franchise and even from a development, you now, there's just a whole bunch of different avenues that are available now that were not 10 years ago. Like, you think about signing a deal, being involved with something for 10 years. Like, Look at how much technology has changed in 10 years. Yeah. Did Twitch exist in 10 years ago?
0: No, they even said that in their, their release statement. I'll, I'll dig yeah. for it here in so, my paper. So
1: as you do that, like, so just thinking about how fast technology changes, signing a deal any longer than 10 years, initially, that's what seemed flabbergasting. It seemed like a long time back
0: then. I'll read it to you really quick, Steve. When we first launched our partnership with Activision in 2010, the gaming industry was in a pretty different place. Yeah. As an independent studio setting out to build a brand new experience, we wanted a partner willing to take a big leap of faith with us. We had a vision for Destiny that we believed in, but to launch a game of that magnitude, we needed the support of an established partner. Today, we said,
3: Peace out. And no, that's not real. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well. Today, oh, yeah. we said. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's actually a really good point. I want to throw something, a curveball at you guys here, because I think this is an interesting idea that we talked about. I saw people tweeting about this, but what about Microsoft?
0: See, that's interesting because you flip it on its head, right? They were partnered with Sony for so long with these mini-content exclusives. Well, Activision ha- ones, yeah. Activision yeah. was correct. Really, was that partnership more Activision side and uh, not Bungie side?
3: The way it appears optically to people outside of the actual development space, it looks more like a Sony and but Activision deal. because Call of Duty. Well, Activision Activision partnered with Bungie on this, right? They yeah. don't own Bungie. Bungie was never owned yeah. by Activision. But the way Bungie appeared at E3 and all that stuff and all the consoles were Mm -hmm. always PlayStation and always on the Sony stage, I'll bet you Activision was like, we'll do a deal with Sony and what Mm -hmm. we'll ask of Bungie is a small piece of exclusive. Phil Spencer did
0: make that tweet saying he's really excited to see what they do forward. He's building a stable of independent developers. Here's another thing that I was going to bring up before you said this, but this is perfect. They've never made PC games before. Vicarious Visions made the PC port of Destiny. What if... They just went to one console. Oh, God. That would oh. be
3: kind of crazy, And that console it? is Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I, so
0: that, that's absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say, they need the PC fan base <laughs> oh, absolutely. and the PlayStation fan base and the Xbox yeah. fan base. back. I mean, yeah, if yeah, I there's no, no way like they're going that. console no, 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 exclusive. No, of course not. I don't but,
3: think so. But yeah. I don't think that's why I think Microsoft's actually an interesting proposition. Like yeah. People think of Microsoft as the Xbox people, and they are, right? Yeah. But Microsoft, it's no doubt, has a that's vested interest in PC games and they have said all of their first party games from here on out and when i say here on out i mean whenever phil actually announced this like last year all first party games are going to be xbox Xbox and pc Mm right we take that to mean even halo 6 or infinite Yeah. 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 yeah so my point is if you're bungie and you're looking for the ability to one make the game you want but two not risk like you know, shutting down your studio over a bad move and you need a partner, a windfall to back you, Microsoft might actually be the right partner because
0: wow, the dude. way... <laughs> yes, and they're going to get something exclusive for it.
3: Yeah, the way that they're poised, Microsoft, and this is actually, you know, go check out Unlocked. They've been talking a lot about this. Everyone knows Xbox One struggled this generation, but the way right. Phil Spencer's been setting up for 2020 and beyond oh, is yeah. actually... It's pretty visionary, right? Yeah. This idea of a streaming-only console box, building the first-party studios that they have, or not first-party. Well, yeah, they are first-party, like Ninja Theory and all that stuff. Like They're poised to really make a big splash the next generation, and potentially Destiny's a big part of that, potentially.
1: Well, absolutely. If you think even trying to... Like the Xbox launch, thinking about like DRM and Connect and all the rest of that stuff, it was a very different time. Different lead and different everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's like, the other thing is you might bring up when.
3: you might bring up like, well, Microsoft already had a shot at working with Bungie and they overstepped and Bungie not left, and that's with true. Phil Spencer in the not with Phil Spencer. Right. and I feel like Phil Spencer is really I a guy who Spencer, gets, yeah, <laughs> yeah who gets what's going on, yeah. in the gener- like in this generation. And yeah, yeah. not only is exactly. he a gamer, but he's he's a developer. Like he gets yeah. what developers face. Uh, in terms of their creative challenge and he's really on board with facilitating that. Yeah. I mean, who else would get games like uh uh like Ori and the Blind Forest off the ground, you mm-hmm. know, on a major console, right? Mm-hmm. Um I just think in Cuphead, right? Yeah. Uh I think, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that this is the right move, but if bun if I'm Bungie like and Microsoft wants it, I would at least hear them out.
1: Well, of and, course. And the distribution platform is totally different. Like, could maybe Bungie be the first, like, AAA game that doesn't ship a retail copy? Like, I don't think that that's m- maybe what they're thinking, but Ooh. Fortnite is not <laughs> yeah. really shipping retail copies. They're offering yeah. codes in stores. You can go there and get a box that says mm. Fortnite, there's no disc in it. Spoiler yeah. warning. That's how
0: they've been doing PC games for a while, but <laughs> but that's what I mean. I,
1: I know that, but my point is they haven't been doing console games like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. console and Xbox games, for the most part, I think have lived in the retail space. And there's a whole bunch of pros and cons about that, oh, and yeah. how that involves like, well, businesses they, like games. Big pros, else. like
3: if you don't have to, if you don't have to go to disc, you're not paying for boxes, you're not exactly. paying for discs. Like that's actually a lot of cost saved. Yeah, and if absolutely. you're if you're independently publishing, yeah, that's actually, you know, that's but a lot of money saved. For they it.
0: they. I understand your point. They're absolutely going to be on disc and in stores. There's no way. I think so too. There's too much of middle America. There's a bunch of
1: stuff that we don't understand. Absolutely, but it is. But they don't have a publisher.
0: They do not have Activision willing to handle that, and that's one of the things they handled. Yeah, like you got to focus as box art for distant, different sections of the world. Yeah. Like there's so much to consider. <laughs> you though.
3: gotta pay the truck drivers to drive the games to the stores. Like, it's all part of it. It's all part of it.
0: The box displays and like making sure brand awareness is apparent in all the stores. It's there's all that as business aspect of it that yeah. needs to be considered.
1: But remember uh, when we when we talked about like how even just always online that was like such a problem in the Xbox One, PlayStation Four launch era. Now yeah. it's like you have to play Destiny connected to the internet, yeah, regardless. Yeah. So even it's like the game is a big game, and you you don't have a retail disc in it. Like I don't have a disc; I have a download code. Mm-hmm. And the game has so many updates, and there's new DLC, and there's a bunch of patch content coming all the time. <laughs> That's like. a good point. So I know
3: we're going long on this particular topic, but I had one more thing to add, which is the corner, the kind of other side of this uh, okay. that no one's talking about. Or I've seen a few people on Twitter talk about it, which is that, you know, we think we all think that this is a great positive thing for Bungie, and I think there's a lot of reasons to think that. We've also mentioned that there are potentially some cons, right? But from Activision's perspective, I think this is interesting, which is I saw some people tweeting about, like I said, no one counts money better than Activision mm-hmm. in this industry. No one. Oh. How much do you think this divorce is Activision seeing the decline of destiny and realizing that this is a we need to cut our losses and get away from this.
1: I never thought about it from that perspective. That's
2: an interesting point of view.
1: You know. Like that is what I thought when I said when I saw the statement. It's like and it's separation or a business or a divorce because there's lots of those things. Like everybody's obviously everybody pretty last on, on that word divorce. One article said the word divorce, and now everybody keeps saying it, it is. But it, but it's yeah. very true. And you, and your brain goes, okay, well, who initiated it? So there who are gets a bunch the house, yeah, and who gets <laughs> the kids? There's a bunch yeah. of things that people start talking about, and you you want to assume, and and this is potentially maybe the case that it is all well, and obviously they had some things that led them to this point, but maybe it can go forward, and they just. Can coexist because obviously they're both not going away. Mm-hmm. But how, yeah, how does that relationship look moving forward?
0: Well, I'll say this: just looking at our comment sections over the last few weeks, the the negative vitriol on IGN platforms specifically towards Destiny is overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelmingly negative. So like brand perception is something that they're going to have to overcome. Most people aren't going to know. That this happens, and when the next one comes out, there's still probably going to be a lot of feelings of betrayal, and somehow they have to figure out what to do with that. I think a lot of people are excited about this. They're willing to give them the chance, and we'll see what happens, but a lot of people aren't even going to
2: know. Stephen, do you have anything else you want to add? Well, my point of view is, like they said in the statement, uh, whenever they start developing Destiny, they had a huge vision for the game Mm -hmm. and they couldn't back that up without Activision's money. Yeah, Activision bought it in and once they started making the game, they realized they had different points of views, different perspectives that clearly weren't going to make, that clearly they weren't going to coerce. So, Mm -hmm. like, I think it was Jason Schreier Schreier, that said when they announced that they split from Activision, everyone was happy. They, like, popped champagne, champagne, I think. So what I think is happening is they realized mutually... That Activision's plan was not going to match up with Bungie's plan. Yeah. Remember, Luke Smith tweeted after that earnings call that they were happy with Forsaken, even though Activision wasn't. Yeah. So Bungie really here is they're betting on themselves. Yesterday, Luke Smith tweeted again saying, "Guardians make their own fate," which, I like is, that. A, awesome. which is a awesome yeah. vault of glass, awesome. term. Yeah. yeah. And what to me, what they're saying is, we we, we know <laughs> yeah. we know what the community wants. We, we kind of have a pulse of what they want, which is a lot of Forsaken, and we know how to make that content, and Activision, like, you're right, maybe they said, maybe they think Destiny or Bungie can't do it, which is why they cut their losses, but Bungie's betting on themselves at this point.
3: Yeah, yeah. and that was that was the point of view I wanted to bring yeah. up, is, like, we're all obviously big fans of the game, big supporters of Bungie, and big players of the game. I did see some people, like, industry analysts and stuff who are not fans of the game and haven't played who said, look, if you look at this, from outside of being mm-hmm. a guardian and stuff. Yes. If a- Activision counts money better than anyone, and if they were like, there's no money here, that is it's potentially scary. a really bad sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it,
0: Activision's also been getting hammered since October. Their stock's down like $30 a share. Yeah. They're, they're not things. doing great. Yeah. You know, uh, Blizzard. Like on yeah. that earnings yeah.
3: call when they were like, Destiny didn't perform. You think that's a lie? Like, no, mm-hmm. they have projections. They have really smart people who are tallying up all this stuff and coming up with projections for what they think the game should mm-hmm. do. And if it comes under that, that doesn't yeah. fly with a company like Activision. It didn't yeah.
1: say it didn't perform. It said it didn't meet it their, did. expec- their expectations. Yeah. Okay, so, which ahead. again, so, so the, fra- no, the phrasing though is important because again, this is how I think miscommunication happens, right? Because I hmm. think that it probably was seen as still a good thing and a viable product, but everybody probably has goals that well, – Obviously right?
3: not, right? They let them go. But, that, but
1: <laughs> that's my point. To what extent, I don't know if we'll ever know, right? Yeah. You
0: guys are definitely seeing. Well, you're trying to see the positive aspect, yeah. but the the industry is getting hammered right now. EA yes. is stock is in the toilet. Yeah. Uh, Activision's is too. Yeah. And that's been happening since like October. They have Absolutely. major challenges ahead. Yeah. So Bungie going independent. This might be. This is the best thing for them. Going forward, for sure, 100%. But there is no doubt about the challenges that they're going to face. And maybe the revenue that isn't there is Activision goal revenue. But if their goal is just to be creative and develop something and make a little bit of money as opposed to
1: truckfuls of money, I'm okay with that. And and that yep. is where I think the perception lies, because it's funny. Yeah, when we heard this in the office, everybody came and was like, what does this mean? And, and our brains are going like, oh, I think this is Destiny and Bungie being able to kind of do what they want and not feel that pressure. Everybody on the outside is kind of going like, I don't know, man, Activision provided a lot of support. So it's e- like mm. even in our office, it's crazy how the people, I think, like us who feel like we're in tune with Destiny feel one way. And there's very much, yeah, like an external perception that... Yeah, I think there's going to be a bunch of other op- like opinions that come, come out later on. I'd
0: like to think that at some point, Bungie said, you know what? The money's great, but it's affecting our creative vision too much. And we don't care that much about the money. We want to make a an awesome game. Yep. And yeah. that's what they're going to do going yeah, forward. Yeah,
2: I don't think Bungie makes this decision without believing in themselves. 30, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So let's uh, let's look at what's going on in Destiny right now. We brought up Niobe Labs and the community before this explosion (laughs) of news happened, had a lot to say about it. Niobe Labs was a puzzle that was included in the game and it was supposed to unlock the forge when somebody solved it. Hmm. Guess what? They still haven't solved it. Crazy. Hopefully, Glad does it. Hopefully, any of the <laughs> other streamers working on it does it. But oh, uh, shout man. out to Glad for his commitment. And Datto, too. Oh, Datto, man. Yeah, Datto stayed on it for like 30 time. hours. Yeah. So some of the reactions just from Twitter were, um here's one from Blue Westlow. He says, "Nairobi Labs is clearly cool. Having a huge puzzle, bringing the community together is awesome. The issue is how remarkably out of place the activity is. The reason people love these puzzles is because... They are bonuses on a journey, not requirements to continue it. So let's use that as a kickoff to our reactions to Niobe Labs and what we thought about this sort of puzzle event and how everything went. Because eventually Bungie said, they're not going to solve it. We're going to unlock it for everybody anyway. And then based to the TLDR version is that everybody felt weird and sort of burnt by it because they invested that time. At least the five people that were trying to do it did. <laughs> okay,
1: well, <laughs> yeah. well, there. That's, that's yeah. different because that is not everybody. <laughs> and that's what's weird is that we're, a little, we're talking about this. Did you try it? I did. Did you? I did not. Did you? Nope. Okay, so yeah. three out of four of us didn't try it. Yeah. Now, I logged on and saw data and others doing it. I'm at the place where I wanted to try it. I was going to dial you guys up and say, hey, uh, let's give this a shot. There was a part of me that was kind of like glad that the streamers what's could your do it. point to them. Not me. No, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I said, like, I was going to call Not gonna you guys give up. Give me a call? No, I was going to call right. you guys up and it's say, cool. hey, let's <laughs> let's give it a shot. But only because. <laughs> Stop that. But only because the streamers couldn't do it. So it was the first time that even like, though. Hey,
0: I have a chance. Yes. Can I solve the puzzle? You don't. I, <laughs> CJ, CJ, I stayed up because I'm like, I want to contribute. I want to figure out something that nobody has figured out. And I feel like a yes. lot of people in the community stayed that way. Yes, I was up to like three in the morning watching Datto. I'm like, how can I help him? Yes, What can I do? And that's what Raid Secrets is doing. Right exactly. That was a really cool feeling.
1: Because this is a thing that I think that in the ViDoc, I was watching yesterday, Stephen Scott both said, you know, the funny thing with surprises is we can't tell you them. And sometimes we're going to land on a good surprise and sometimes we're not. And they he kind of basically alludes to that in the video. What's weird is that I think this is one of those things things where it wasn't really tied behind grinding yeah. to power level. I mean assuming well, you six fifty. Be... Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like assuming we're all at six fifty, which I am, and I haven't even done a lot of the the content mm-hmm. yet from raids and all that stuff. But that's what's crazy. You felt like you had a chance if you were at six fifty. Mm-hmm. It was not, hey, grind for a week, get there maybe and don't know what the power level is. Mm-hmm. This kind of felt like everybody was on an even playing field. That's yeah. what I think is interesting to me.
0: I like I I have very mixed feelings about Niobe Labs. I like it. I like that they added puzzles. I I don't like it because they locked a lot of people out of content. So Mm -hmm. the majority of the player base is just sort of sitting around waiting for, like, the five streamers who are really, really close and regularly getting there to unlock this so that they can could experience the new content.
1: I felt like we were kind of cheering them all on in a way. I did Mm -hmm. feel like it unified the community in a weird way. Unfortunately, sometimes it does feel at the expense of Bungie getting crapped on, Mm -hmm. and I kind of hate that because then it turns into like, oh, this is dumb. Why would you guys do this? Um, I I wouldn't say that it's dumb. I think... Oh, but people... Like a lot of people were, and that's my point. You you see that? I mean, that's the frustration people, right? reaction. There you go. Like, well, I'm what was, it, was dumb about it?
3: Like I just don't think an activity that literally no one can solve is fun.
1: Well, it's not, but your brain so, does not know that going in. It's only until it starts to go. Okay, if Dado can't do it, then yeah, I feel like not I, every mortal gonna, man can.
0: I'm going to agree with what you said, but in a sort of a different way. I think the puzzles weren't telegraph clearly enough there was a lot of things in like the actual implementation of the puzzles like when you get a symbol correct or you do something correct there is no indicator until you input the entire yeah so long sequence and then you get a bong
3: like why specifically it doesn't work i think that's a different conversation Mm -hmm. right but what i look at is i followed a a good amount of it on twitch yeah Uh, i haven't tried it myself yet but i do think that there's there's a difference between having a high barrier to entry, something that's hard and difficult and requires a good amount of knowledge and skill and teamwork to achieve, something like the raid, mm-hmm. versus an activity that's way too obscure, that- such that mm-hmm. the greatest and strongest yeah. players can't figure it out. Because right. what hope does it give the rest of us? And that's the problem is like, yeah. I think that most people felt like this is something that they'll never be able to do and so mm-hmm. they're stuck waiting to do waiting for someone else to achieve it mm-hmm. before that they can even get to the content now what's interesting is i did see some people talking about how it's not just the like the puzzle itself is fine it's the fact that content's behind it that no one can get to so maybe mm-hmm. if there was no content behind it and something else was behind it a surprise of some sort maybe that'd be more palatable that, for people
0: that's why they open it but an additional problem is the thing that's behind it is a ghost and an emblem. I yep. think that's kind
3: of crazy. The reward. Yeah. So, yeah. like, the remember, reward is nothing because this idea. I'm not. I'm not actually fighting for this idea that. Well, the reward's uh, solving the puzzle. Sorry, I don't want to say it's nothing. It's it's
0: the victory of solving yeah. the puzzle of right. course. But like your brain but, attaches. But I want to. I want to bring up you, yeah.
3: uh, a separate situation where I think Bungie did this thing very well, which is like remember Wrath of the Machine. Mm-hmm. Like that exotic, what was it? Yeah, outbreak, prime. outbreak prime. prime, right? Yeah. yeah. That puzzle was in the raid since the beginning. That the since the beginning of the raid, mm-hmm. yeah. And no one found out about it for months. Yeah. And I thought when they did, it was a huge moment, and it, it did all cool. the things you said that yeah. this. You is found
1: doing. out about it in that moment. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. You when there, when it was yeah. solved, I was in the raid. Data was at that part, and I I was like, everybody stop. Yeah. So
3: <laughs> what I thought. So the things that this puzzle is doing in terms of unifying the community, creating excitement and support for the people who are getting it done, that all existed with Outbreak Prime. But the expectation level of the community was different, which is that with Outbreak Prime, we had no idea what was behind that Mm -hmm. puzzle. We just knew that it was kind of there, and it ended up being something we wanted. With this, we expected, like, this unlocks the Forge, and the Forge better be awesome because no one can do it. Mm -hmm. And that's a different perspective that I think didn't work. There's
2: also a different perspective. I had this debate with CJ. Yeah. This puzzle, let's not even like, not even talking about what like the mechanics are of the puzzle. This puzzle is locking you out of content that you are expecting. There are four forges. We got three. We knew Niobe Labs was something to do with the forge. Mm -hmm. And then I think a day before Niobe Labs They told us it would unlock the forge. They told us a day before though. Mm -hmm. Right. This is actually unlocking part of the DLC. The Outbreak Prime, gave us a weapon. It did not lock campaign missions. It did not lock the ending of the raid. Yep. It was a s it was a bonus supplement quest or a, a riddle. This is completely locking out of content. And to ninety nine point nine percent of the community, it does feel like I paid for the content. I can't play the content until streamers unlock the content. Yeah. And then going into the so, puzzle itself the thing people like about raids and stuff like that are there's mechanics to it. You're shooting people actively or shooting aliens actively. And it feels like, oh, this worked. They're like, let's try this. This is you're doing waves and waves and waves. You're guessing for 30 seconds. No you, checkpoint. No, no checkpoint. checkpoint. Yeah. You have no idea if you're getting close to it. If yeah. you wipe on wave seven, you have to do everything again. And you don't even know how close you got exactly. to completing it. On a raid, you can see you got this close to uh, killing the boss with his health. You got, like, the mechanics unlock something, or, like, you're progressing.
0: The raids also teach you throughout the steps of the raid. So by the time you're the final boss, oh, okay, we got to throw the balls at the
2: thing to stop the fight Yeah, there's, there's yeah. things where you're progressing toward it, and this did not feel like it at all. Like, I saw—Ninji I, unlocked Wave 7 or Wave 6 by saying, dude, let's just, let's just stand here and shoot this thing. And it worked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it's the, like to yeah the hint was a french tree
0: right <laughs> like and somebody said let's stand on butterfly and shoot the hell out of the tree and <laughs> it
2: worked this this riddle didn't feel like destiny yeah. to me yeah i agree. did not feel like destiny at all however i do love the fact that they are doing things like riddles and puzzles like that I, this shouldn't discourage them from uh Doing things like this, like just improve. Yeah, Penumbra is supposed to be a DLC of all riddles and things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping it's not like this.
1: Yeah, but I mean,
2: but when so
1: let's rewind though and pretend yesterday's news didn't happen. Looking at the oh, this episode would be much more negative. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but that's (laughs) my point. So I'm really hoping that people actually still feel that way about Bungie because it's not my sense that people do. I, I feel like constantly. That people forget, like people say things and then they go, oh, well, now this is good now because we're going to be much more patient. And Mm -hmm. no, 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 people are not. (laughs) Absolutely. They're not. I think they believe that they will. But in the moment. People will not. Yeah, Let's see how people reacted
0: in the moment, actually. I have some <laughs> tweets here. here. Here's from Ramez. Uh, he was he was not happy. Uh, on a more serious note, making content that was clearly aimed exclusively for content creators and relying on them to unlock it for the bottom 99% was a big mistake on Bungie. Lesson learned. Game is either too casual or too hardcore. That's destiny in a
3: nutshell. It's they true. didn't find it the is. sweet spot. Yeah. They did It very find much the is a pendulum spot. going back and forth. Yeah.
0: yeah. St. to Rage just said, been live streaming for 32 plus hours working on this. Would have been pretty fun to get clues on the hour instead of this. So like instead of just being locked out perpetually, they never gave a hint about that wave. I, and I think and that I, I would have really liked to see I mean, a hint. I said that too in my you tweet.
3: Shouldn't, you shouldn't right? need hints, right? Like if mm-hmm. you're.
0: Oh, well, okay. Better design, better design Would have been should
3: great. it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Is like the stuff I saw the charts and the like. For, the sword hilt yeah, with like, the stone. What's the like the Rosetta Stone? The Rosetta yeah. Stone. The ciphers that people created to figure out these really obscure puzzles. That's too much, man. Yeah. Like this isn't. I'm not. I'm not Indiana Jones. Like I shouldn't have to <laughs> put together like crazy amounts of stuff like that. Uh, that said. I'm not against puzzles. I like puzzles, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. I, I do think like there's a right way to do it for what destiny is in a wrong way. And I think this might skew more in the wrong way.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. interesting because we were talking about, have they ever really done something like this? And the analogy that Stephen and I, or when we were talking that I use is like, I think dogs was probably one of the most ambiguous encounters in a raid where you just didn't really understand what was happening. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not comparing this to dogs, but You guys are all saying, oh, yeah, I like puzzles, but there's not enough information. I didn't know if I was doing it right or all that stuff. I felt like that when we did the live and with dogs. Really? Well, the dogs have telegraphs,
0: though. There's plants that only light up in that yes. and glow. Yes. There are clearly dogs that you it, wipe when they kill you. Like there were hints. There right? were hints in this. There's no hints. There's that one there's section where some cue. somebody on Reddit yeah. figured out that it's a levels puzzle and you have to shoot all this stuff in the right way. And the only way they knew it was successful is when they shot those 12 icons in the right way and then passed it like.
1: Wow! So, so that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think what what's what's interesting though is I was potentially expecting external hints through their Twitter or something. I yeah. I, I thought this was going to be one of these things where it's like but should it be it should like have, that? Well, yeah. well, no, like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying that it should. But yeah. these are the kind of things that I think that w- if they're not so concerned about having to meet deadlines and it's not and that, that they might try more of in the future yeah. to kind of see because I think the coolest part about Destiny is the fact that you can engage with. Like the community and go back and forth solving things online and tweeting things. Oh, this is what we got going on here. What do you guys have? So I don't think that's a good thing overall, but I think there's some, yeah, there's some positive things to be gleaned from this, even though the experience. I agree with you. I just
3: don't think Bungie is like this isn't the witness you know like yeah. i shouldn't be like m- like a madman <laughs> scribbling like in different languages in a notebook but dude the raid last wish
1: was kind of like but that. It, it wasn't isn't. like that. No, no but it has and, and it had like callouts where it was the first time where i was like okay i have to look and go okay dragon left this like until you actually learned the raid and the callouts and the mechanics you're right it was much more mechanic this is the, the cypher
0: was designed I'd, for you and telegraphed to each of the players though yeah. you're right you had all the tools you needed to solve in the,
1: the game
2: that's fair yeah, yeah. i mean well, this is where I disagree with CJ. Well, I guess you do, sort of. That's a bad argument. Like, there yeah. were a ton yeah. of symbols in the raid, and at, at first, it's it's very overwhelming. But then, as you're wiping it, which you should be the first time you're doing a raid, you realize, oh, okay, there's like 12 total symbols. Clearly, there's something matching up. Like, you're progressing towards something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This there's nothing. Like, there's absolutely wave nothing. seven. There's, yeah,
0: like there's the symbols there's on the three ground, three swords. Like, like yeah.
2: have you guys played
3: the Witness? At the beginning there are a bunch of puzzles that you look and you're like, I have no idea how to do that. And then you come back later on after you've learned a bunch about the game's mechanic and the language that it teaches Mm -hmm. you and then you can solve it. That's how the game should be, which is like when you go into a raid, you're not aware of what you're looking at, but as you, through trial and error, through experimentation, through hypothesis and success, you formulate a strategy that works. That process didn't seem to exist in the Niobe labs. It was it literally all guesswork, Yeah. and there was no way to tell if you if your guesses were even yeah, uh, accurate n- or ac- correct. And that, yeah. that's
0: that's the main way that I feel that they they need to improve with it. Uh, I don't really have any other points I want to say about Niobe besides that it was an emotional roller coaster. It's yeah. kind of like. Oh, I'll just I'm not even gonna do it. I'm just gonna let streamers do it. Oh, they didn't do it? Oh, I guess we'll check it out. All right, that's kinda cool. That's oh man, Dado's stuck on that thing. I I wanna help him. I cannot sleep. There has to be something. Yes. All right, it's void, solar,
3: and arc. What could that mean? Like, is it the supers? Also, are Where all of stand? these symbols? Why are the swords different? These yeah, trees, these different types of trees. Yeah. Like what what place does that have in the destiny storytelling and the yeah. lore?
1: Mm-hmm. And in my mind, and I, I hate saying this, it for the first time I felt like streamers became Mortal men, I, I felt <laughs> like it was like they've probably been propped up in a way where they're just kind of like, oh, we, we can't relate. I mean, they really can't sometimes, and I think that it's interesting to have seen them go like, yeah, I can't do it because yeah, so he, what what if the solution's everybody just uh, shoots the
0: monitors, <laughs> like just something very <laughs> innocuous. Well, here's the thing: when, just want to point when out, someone raid group
3: never did that, in
1: when, when oh, and they they did it, did it.
2: Yeah. when someone says this. Content is exclusively designed for streamers. What they're saying is streamers, their livelihood depends on streaming a game. For, for the people who do play hours and hours a day. And when you play a game for that long, hopefully you're good at the game, right? You, yeah. you have enough mm-hmm. time to grind all the content, so you're going to have all the weapons. Because you do need all the Forge weapons to even unlock or to even attempt Niobas. You need three, right? Well, you need Bo, the, you need Bo, the auto-bow LMG and yeah. sniper. Mm-hmm. Or do you need the auto Maybe, maybe not. Both Either way, you need, you need to have done the content to do an IO blast. Yes. So when people are saying streamers, they're saying for the for the 1% who has enough time to do all the content. However, the reason why streamers are always the ones that finish it is because they have a very big knowledge of the mechanics of the game. And they have the time to unlock this. This, like well, CJ was saying, this was something streamers can do. I'd argue it doesn't matter there there's no skill level involved in this. There's no concept or knowledge or any mechanic based thing that you've gotten in, pre- in previous destiny raids that would have helped you with this. It's mm-hmm. raid secrets, yes. knowing about Norse this was, this Japanese. Is all it's literally like mythology, is right. yeah. guesswork, yeah. Of luck. There's no there's no like <clears throat> I I would, throwing I, would or anything.
0: I would argue strongly that it's not Luck, because of how much effort the Reddit community put into solving these puzzles, there's definitely a causal link between. It's each, not complete luck, like
2: stuff. you're just shooting at random things. But yeah. at a point where you've exhausted all your options, it's like, let's just stand on butterfly and just shoot the freaking thing. That's all so, luck. But <laughs> I agree with what you're
0: saying. Yeah, uh, there's a reason they stood on butterfly, and there's a reason they shot trees.
3: Because nothing else. Out of
0: frustration, and (laughs) and I would argue that that's bad puzzle design when it's not not telegraphed enough. But uh, I don't think they solved it. Well, okay, that one I'll say they solved through luck.
2: That was all luck. I was watching Ninji at that point where he, the two, three people have to stand on butterfly and shoot a tree. Yeah, I think one person shoot a tree. Those two were happened. Happened to be right next to when he shot a tree, and it worked.
1: But, but my uh, point is, I, I am still just intrigued by just that concept
2: because you're right. I agree with you. It is luck. Concept? It seems like puzzle
1: solving concept. Well, the, the, the fact of just like. Everybody coming together with social media and Reddit and that being a part of the game that's not really in the game. I get mm-hmm. it. It's not positive. We don't like it for the most part. But wait, it's, I, a, it's wait, an interesting concept. We like? Well, that like you should be out. You, you shouldn't have to go outside of the game in order to figure it out in a way. Like that's what mostly what we're saying here. It's like if something's I, based on luck, should be not, able to have it all no, figured
0: out in the not, game. I, I mean, that's a part of it. What I, I'm saying is, I don't like, mind that Reddit helps.
2: Anyway. Well, I mean, you had to go outside the game for Outbreak Prime, mm-hmm. like. It, that's, yeah, unless you knew binary off the top of your head. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I think what CJ's saying is it's a great thing that the community came together and are working together for this thing. And Destiny was top three in the Twitch directory for it's yeah. been a while since it's been yeah. like that. But the mechanic. Itself wasn't fun to watch. It was like you're watching them do six waves, and then oh, they have thirty seconds. Hopefully, they yeah. get lucky. A
1: checkpoint yeah. or something. Yeah, more information would have been. I was really hoping they would have just given a hint somewhere on me social too. media, because I felt bad for the people who weren't able to do it. For I me just, that I that. just
0: forced. They could have been a, cagey about it. It's been twenty-four hours. Well, I foresee, Maybe you foresee you a good million guardians are yeah. out
3: there who hate the idea of <laughs> being like, I want to do something in the game. I have to get a Twitter account now. Like this idea mm. of. I think it's cool how it brings the community together and how the community can interact with one another to help com- like solve a puzzle or a thing together. That's mm. cool. But if that's built into the design, like it's mm. meant to be that way, or you have to go to Reddit, now you need a Reddit account in order to be able to talk to people to get this thing done. Like I think that's bad design.
0: So let's, uh, let's give some feedback, just simple feedback. How do you improve for the next puzzle that you implement? And I think the number one thing that we all agree on is don't lock everybody else out of a mission. Because streamers
2: can't solve a puzzle. The the second, so, yeah. So this is a debate I had for C, with CJ for like <laughs> yes. hours the other yeah. day, and I want to get your take on it. <laughs> CJ was saying the con, the forge wasn't locked because as soon as anyone did the Niobe Labs, yeah, it was a, it was open. Mm-hmm. It was a path which to, is which is the same yeah. as the last mission in the campaign isn't locked. You just have to get to it. By beating the previous missions, and I, that that's interesting to me. But I do think it is locked. What? what no, you that's crazy. About? It was literally locked until one other player did it. But isn't that the same? So I'm on kind of both <laughs> sides. CJ's point is: is the last mission of a campaign locked?
3: If you haven't well, done the other campaign missions,
0: yeah, you have to get to it. That's in order not, to beat it. It's it's a no. It's a. I think it's a bad analogy. So I'm not going to say that it is locked or not because you're progressing
1: through a story. So this would you want Bungie to, to let you play the thought. last mission of the campaign first without playing mm-hmm. the rest of it? Would, would you want like a chapter marker where you're like, hey, I can access any part of this I want.
0: If I, I want to know it, that right? I can play that final campaign mission, not that I'm locked out of it until CJ does it first
3: i don't know that's the that's the okay, philosophy is so the end is CJ's the end of battletoes yeah. locked because you suck too much to get to <laughs> okay. it like
0: here's the thing cj i get to the final mission and i'm like all right i'm ready to go but i can't because cj didn't solve the
2: puzzle yet well so now you can that's solve what the so, exactly that's what yeah. cj's point to me was <laughs> you could do it like you could solve the puzzle and unlock i'm not gonna it. solve any puzzles come on <laughs> so you so yeah. you agree that the forge is locked because I, I was saying was the forge lo- is yeah. locked i content.
3: think it's i would have said i would have before they unlock the understand rest of the he just saying as well.
1: I would say it was locked. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to think outside the box here, and I think that more often outside the lock. Oh, so there you go. And and I mean, I guess the forge, box. Yeah, it didn't have a roof either. And everybody's <laughs> like, How you're locked, locked out in. of the mystery
0: box. <laughs> you're locked out of the forge. You you can't do it. like it's there yeah. for you. So
2: my point was the ca- the last mission of a campaign is technically locked from that mm. point of view, but. You know how to get to the last mission. People have already done it. It's on you to get to the last mission. It's also a, sk- it's
0: just this. a grind or a skill based thing. It's not a external puzzle that you have to solve. That's true
3: thing. too. So, and so you don't think it's locked?
1: N- no, I was, I was trying to play I'm devil's, devil's advocate. advocate. Yeah, to argue the fact that I think that it, when you look at it and if you take it in the context like that, you could say, okay, the expectation was, oh, we knew there was something behind that. That's the forge. I was promised that. You owe me. But if they didn't communicate anything and you didn't know what, quote, quote, you were supposed to get and the secret was the secret, that I think is – it's constantly the communication game. That's so the part of it where I go – that actually goes back to what Destin okay, was saying. Is what? Like, if
3: we were going to give feedback, I'd say one of my main pieces of feedback is like if you're going to put something behind a puzzle or behind like a, an achievement or something, like maybe don't say tell what, it, what it, is. it is to help people mm-hmm. what it is because you'll – Change their expectations. And in
1: the roadmap, they kind of didn't. They said Naomi, Naomi Labs, not Naomi. a fourth forge, but we kind of knew Naomi and they Labs? said it that they said it the day before, right? Like yeah. and yeah. so the messaging is always that's the tricky part with Bungie. Mm-hmm. It's always what is said, how you interpret it, and then watching Reddit and the community and Twitter and everybody else kinda do their thing and seeing how it That's kind of evolves, right? right? They also I mean, set
0: yeah, an expectation is, is. with the release cadence of the of them. No, totally. Exactly. It
2: it, so. it it does come down to expectation and release cadence. Like if they never told us that there were four forges, we would not know what to expect and we wouldn't be so or people wouldn't be so pissed that they couldn't get to the last DLC forge that they paid mm-hmm. for because no one could find out this convoluted right. puzzle. Here's That's my here, own. Yeah, that was my only. Here, here's what's still driving me absolutely nuts. That has me
0: opening up twice to see what's going on. Yeah, I just want to know what the answer is. Mm. What's the answer to part seven? Yeah. Well, yeah. What it, was the thing that we were supposed to be able to figure out? Yeah. And we're how?
2: Little, what were we missing this whole time? You're right, because it gets to the point where right. it's not. It's not like yes, we finished it. It's goddamn final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and that I've, that's definitely and where they're treading at. in that water. So in,
3: in that in that feedback, I think like if you're going to make the reward again, going back to feedback. Mm-hmm. I love this idea of putting something very, very worthwhile and awesome behind something, but not keeping but not changing people's expectations about what it is. And yeah. then it taking a long time like Outbreak Prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, again, sorry to bring this up world of warcraft wow there are puzzles Didn't in that game that, that literally wow. there are puzzles in that game that literally took people six months to ten months to figure out mm-hmm. and it's because they wanted to figure out the puzzle and had fun doing it not because they expected or wanted or were promised something that's behind it and so, that's yeah. an
1: expectation thing is that's what the world of warcraft players are saying in the office like oh only 24 hours
2: man they just gave it to them that's <laughs> the, and that's <laughs> yeah, the problem seriously. too, because we live in an era of instant gratification now yep. and i think what the community wants is they want puzzles they want secrets that take less than 24 hours to solve, mm-hmm. but no no longer than that, because we want the reward. <laughs>
0: now yeah. that I can do other stuff,
2: I'm glad the puzzle's there. I think no, it, I... Wh- whoever solves
0: it, they deserve a better reward. But... The fact that I literally couldn't do anything and I just have to sit on my hands because all my characters are max level. There's no weapons for me left. Was to chase. was Crucible
1: shut down? Could you not play any of the raids? Was was the rest of the game locked saying, in order for I've you? to... I've literally
0: completed everything. They said this is new content day where you're going to be able to finish all the, the triumphs box, are done. All the
1: triumphs are achieved. You get yeah. all the how
0: many how many titles? You, do you get all have? the titles. Zero. I don't want any of that <laughs> stuff. I
1: wanted to complete the Black Armory segment because you knew it was there because no, but you you see you the point there was a, yeah I right. do I do and yeah. and that's all I'm saying I I actually. I agree. It's, it's funny. I think that it's, the, it's constantly the expectation thing. I, I, and can't, I if, if you ever say,
0: I can't do the thing that I want to do because four streamers who are still trying that
1: thing and banging their head against the wall haven't finished it yet, like that's not a good feeling. Oh, absolutely. But if you didn't yeah. know what it was and it was some kind of random puzzle and then when the streamers or people figured it out, it just opened up this cool new thing for that everybody. That would be great. That's not what they did, though. Right. Yeah. To, me, to me, that... Well,
3: eventually it is. They just unlocked it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, they just but opened it, was it up. too hard and people yeah, yeah, were angry. Yeah. But, mm-hmm.
1: but it's interesting. To, to me, it's like, that. Yeah, I just hope that moving forward, that's what I'm saying. I, if Bungie does something like this in the future, there's this going to be this connotation now. It's like, oh, that's Bungie. And I hope that people potentially have this sympathetic, maybe compassion side of them that comes through. Compassion on the internet. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's my point. This ties into
2: this it's really weird to hear This also ties into hardcore (laughs) and casual because you can't just have your game completely hardcore. Because if you think about it, if you're someone outside looking in and you're not a devote devoted destiny fan and you think to yourself i want to get into this but i don't want to have to rely on the top one percent to actually play the game you know what i do steven i just don't play the game exactly which and that's is that's what most is people this, do and that's which, a which bad, is why this is dangerous which is why i don't like when they completely block off new content with things like this they need to block off supplementary content a quest or exotics and things like that then i think people like it yeah like if this didn't block off the last forge i th- I don't think anyone would have complained yeah no plus like exactly.
3: i i don't i'm not complaining that it's hard like you guys know me i like it when things no, are I difficult d- in yeah, the game yeah, yeah. I, I was actually was be,
2: mad when they unlocked the forge because, yeah like, yes, yes. They they have i just, wanted like, a yeah. hint
3: exactly. but yeah. like they you know something needs to be reasonably hard, right? Mm -hmm. Like for a reasonably knowledgeable and skilled player, they should be able to figure it out. Yes. Uh, If your best and brightest and most dedicated and most skilled guardians in the Mm -hmm. whole world can't do it, you got a problem.
0: I know Bungie likes number seven. What if this is seven of like 10 or seven of 15? (laughs) Seven out of 77. Yeah. Exactly. Like what if they have way more to go? Somebody made a Dilbert comic where it's like, Oh, well, we should probably just let them try and figure it out, right? What part are they on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> We've
2: opened the... <laughs> We've so opened this the- is funny because <laughs> yeah. I- someone was like... The reason why they unlocked it were because, like Jesus, they're only on 7 yeah. <laughs> There's fifteen. <Jesus. laughs> just give it to them. They'll <laughs> yeah. never make it to yeah, the exactly. Jesus, Just give it to them. It's <laughs> hopeless. And I, I
1: yeah. do. I sometimes feel like they're probably laughing at all. I was like, yeah. look at those rats. Well, you know, <laughs> it is, you know, they have that theater. They, they yeah. have
2: that theater room to watch <laughs> yes. the community do it, but. It, it would be funny if – no one knows this is the last yeah. wave, right? So, like, it would be funny if they were like, dude, they're only on 7. spin spin 29. nine, us just give it to them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another analogy. Sorry. This is the last okay. thing. All
0: right. CJ, I really want to play your game. Okay, Destin, that's cool. Solve this Rubik's Cube first. <laughs> no, I just want to play your game. Nope, not until so you solve the Rubik's Cube. But I don't like you know Rubik's Cubes. I, I don't so. want to play it that
1: bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like Rubik's Cubes. If I actually was like a professional Rubik's Cube player or wanted to be invested into doing that, I probably would do it. So, and hey, it, it,
0: CJ, I really want to play your game. Play this game you don't like first
2: in its entirety. <laughs> well, to I me, don't. I really hate that game. It. My problem was with the whole, like, you could do it too. Yeah, I mean, you could do it too, but... The the mechanics of the puzzle <laughs> were so convoluted and big, you you couldn't do it. So it's the it's the same thing I as saying maybe there's a ten foot rim, <laughs> oh, and as soon do as it. soon as anyone dunks the ball, you can do it. Hey, four foot yeah. eleven guy, you can dunk the ball too. <laughs> well, go for it. It's like I can't dunk the ball. Oh, you can... well, guess you're gonna have to wait. I well, guess you can't go behind the doors then. <laughs>
1: I was okay. I'm sure
2: we need to wrap up the show <laughs> on, on those analogies. Really I know. And I, I, <laughs> just like I just like doing that. I just like doing
1: that. For me, for me, for me, it's this. I've played. I looked and I played over ten thousand Halo Two matches. We were adding these up. I think four or five thousand Halo Three, like two or three thousand Reach. And those games were just PvP. I probably played the campaign two or three times in each of those games. But I played those games just because of the community, PvP, and the game felt good. To me, a lot of PvE is kind of like all extras. Which crazies we don't talk about Crucible that often because I think it's you know it sucks. Well, there's also yeah. no, it doesn't that suck. PVP that is not good right now. No, okay. You know me, I'm a huge PVP. No, I, guy too. I disagree. Like I've been, tra- I've been going for Not Forgotten. I have a bunch of like uh, fusions and all that stuff. No, but my point is, I actually like the new meta overall. But for the most part, compared I think, to Destiny, but that's the one. thing. People yeah. are still latching on to what Destiny one was, and that I think. And Halo too. you're that Halo guy. Three and Halo Reach, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You're the well, person who's okay. always like so this, Destiny Two is this, this, this all good, ties Destiny back this all ties back into but the previous I'm still liking thing. It. We haven't had a legit PvP sandbox update in what, like five months. That's not Activision's mm-hmm. fault, right? Yeah. So sure. like things like that In the
1: background I'm sure there are some oh, pressure things. By the way, though, uh, there yeah, is a Bungie yeah, update
0: being yeah. released, like, now. Yeah. That they're going to talk, talk about the yeah.
1: sandbox update. But what they I'm are saying is... going to talk
0: about a sandbox update. And I we'll, think, we'll
1: bring it up next week. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. though, what you're saying is, I think there's a lot of those things in the background that we might not ever know. And That's I think, true. I think they they that might those have things have impacted because they're shifting resources. Um, like, yes. if you think that Curse of Osiris and Mine and all the problems that, quote, quote, people said, that they were tuning and fixing, yes. and in that time, they still made Forsaken. Like... And again, they had assistance, But those things all... Ha- like, it just didn't happen out of nowhere.
2: Oh, of course not. Like, True, but I, I also... What does that have fail- to do with anything? I also failed to see... <laughs> I also failed me. to see how Activision's... How they don't have to rely... Or cater to Activision's schedule makes sandbox updates come faster. Like, I I... Don't because see
3: that happening Yeah, it's not a matter I, of like release schedule and stuff. It's a matter I, of figuring out what the right thing to do is. And if something is really overpowered or imbalanced or if people are just whining because they suck.
1: I don't have any new, new exotics. And guess what? It's usually the latter. I don't have any new exotics. Are <laughs> so you going to nerf those before I get a chance to play them?
3: They did. They well, nerfed Thousand Voices. Cool. Okay, well, I'm not
1: happy. Well, it's a, no well, well, nobody's
0: ever going to be happy. There you go. That's true. Well, That's my point. I, what I'm the, talking the about is the final like, segment was supposed to be just a few <laughs> ways they could improve their next puzzle. That's all I wanted to talk about. Okay. Well, we're well, kind of way off the,
2: the thing, rails. The thing, what I'm talking about is like yeah. with the bug with Gusion's vest. You could literally have unlimited super. It mm-hmm. took them a month or two to fix that. It mm-hmm. shouldn't take a month or two to fix an unlimited super. Mm-hmm. That's not broken. <laughs> yeah. I'm a
0: hunter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we we're uh, at an hour and
2: five minutes. So. Oh, we question. we should probably wrap it quick up. good question Destin. Yeah. Um, this is basically the end of Black Armory. Now, would you change your review score? No. Still five point five.
0: Yeah, I'm still I'm still there. Like, in a lot of the issues that I brought up. Within the review, still remain. Like, I'm on the very grindy quest now to finish unlocking the box. Yeah. And well, yes, it does give you something to do, Um, I just feel like there should be more variation there. So, mm. yeah, I might go yeah. back even, retroactively and add more context now that more content's been released. But, yeah, I mean, that's just the score it, doesn't
3: change for you. The number, the
0: number that everybody latches onto, like, that didn't really change. The raid still bug. What'd you give it again? 5.5. 5. Very easy. 5.5, 5, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. 11. Anyway. 11.5 from me. 11. Wow. <laughs> anyway, that's, like, like. that's where I landed. It doesn't matter. Your opinion still matters, and how you feel about the game is what's the most important. Don't worry about a dumb number that I put on a game. That said, that's all we have for this episode. Good luck to Bungie with your new independence. We're really, really excited to see what you do next. Mm. Until next time, everybody. Guardians, Guardians
3: out. out.